Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, um, chapter 5, starting at verse 1 and down to 11. Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labor pains on a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. You are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then, let us not be like others who are asleep but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, putting on faith and love as a breastplate, and the hope of salvation as a helmet. For God did not appoint us to suffer wrath, but to receive salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for us so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. Uh, For all of you who don't know me, uh, my name is Andrew Kwopong. I'm an ordinand, uh, which is someone who is training to be a minister in the Church of England, as well as a worker for the last 13 years with London City Mission. There's a bit of a buzz, but that's okay. Um, uh, London City Mission is a Christian organisation that work alongside churches um, to help them engage in mission with their local community, uh, especially amongst marginalised communities, actually. Um, But over the last few months, we've been looking at one Thessalonians. We have heard Paul talk about the great faith that the Thessalonians have, this diverse group of Christians um, have for one another in the midst of great persecution. We have heard how Paul loves and misses them, even, even though he was only there for a short while. I'm using, he starts using very familiar language like, um, you are brothers and sisters. We were like a nursing mother or a caring father, even saying that they were like children amongst them. Very intimate language. And also hearing back from his colleague Timothy, whom he sent over to report back on how they were doing, how they were doing he knows that it must have been God that has enabled them to love one another in such a radical way that because, because they were only, again, with them for a short while, having to flee for their lives. So, um, This week, he returns back to this idea of faith and of hope and of love. Faith, hope and love. So he says um, in the, in, is it coming up? Ah, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 3. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labour prompted by love and your endurance inspired by the hope 
in our Lord Jesus Christ. And we shall be looking at these themes again um, this week as Paul encourages and instructs them on how to be children of the light. Buttons? There we go. Faith, hope, and love. Um, and we're going to have a, a bit of... So this is a Children of the Light 101. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. So, um, and we recognise that we, we need all of those three elements, faith, hope and love, so that to stay children of the light, especially in the darkness of their context, where all around them, they were, all around them people were living quite dark lives. Paul talks about it being like they were drunk, uh, as in they did not have their wits about them. Uh, I remember being, being 18 and uh, about to head out to a club with, a, with my best mate. Let's, let's call him Chris. I'm not going to give any names. Um, well, Chris produced this bottle of vodka. Um, the next thing I remember, I was carrying him on my back down some A road. Um, we didn't reach the club. He was apologising profusely as, um, as there was this smell behind. I don't know what that was. Um, I'm and saying, I'm so sorry, Andrew. I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, we were then picked up, thankfully, by the police, um, who was, uh, who, you know, he was then taken to the hospital to have his stomach pumped. I was taken to the station, um, insisting that I was, I was okay. Okay, I, I was insist- insisting I was okay. I wasn't. I threw up all over the waiting room floor. Sorry. Um, then somehow I got home. Didn't even make it to the club. Worst night ever. That's why I don't think much at all, especially because I can't remember much of the details. Actually, I don't actually really want to remember any of that night. Um, in verse 8, ah, the verse 8 is not up there. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, aware, attentive, and awake, putting on faith and love as a breastplate and the hope of salvation as a helmet. You know, being lost in alcohol speaks about being unaware, inattentive, asleep, as Paul says. He says in verse 5, you are all children of the light and children of the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let's us be awake and sober for those who sleep sleep at night and those who get drunk get drunk at night but since we belong to the day let us be sober he speaks of the things we do in secret in the darkness sometimes as a coping mechanism sometimes we are searching for meaning I was uh, speaking to a friend this week um, who was telling me about his previous life of drink, drugs and crime before he became a follower of Christ he told me this All that I was searching for in the darkness, I found in the light. All that I was searching for in the darkness, I found in the light. Meaning, purpose, acceptance, love, hope. So, children of the light. To encourage the Thessalonians to stay as children of the light, Paul uses minimum but essential military uniform. So, not really ready for battle, right? But for protection, to guard the most vulnerable parts. Their, oh, their head and their heart. So, their helmet and their breastplate. And uh, 
Yeah, there we go. Verse up. It is. Since Paul uses faith and love together, being the breastplate, let's also look at them together. In the first chapter... There we go. I'm going to stand slightly back. It seems to work. Um, In the first chapter, they also seem to be together with work and labour. So, produced by faith and prompted by love. So, if faith is the means, love is the reason, okay? So, if faith is the means, love is the reason. They are totally inseparable. If we did, for example, saying, you know, saying that, you know, if they were separate, saying, I love everyone, you know, so one love, but without showing it in my actions, then it's, it's meaningless. Or if I started doing good works but without love, then it's described in the book of Corinthians like a clanging symbol, pointless. Speaking of this interplay of faith and love, Paul encourages them in verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Expressing faith and love builds each other up, especially in difficult times. You know, I, I happen to be part of a wonderful life group. There's a few of the members here. One, two, three, yeah, just four three over there. Thank you. Um, and it's been a real privilege getting to know the members. Uh, and going through the book of Thessalonians has been a real, um, it's been really life-giving and challenging as we think of ways to support one another in our messy lives. Yes, yeah, it's, like I said, it's been a real joy and encouragement. So on to, on to hope. The helmet of salvation, at the beginning of the passage, we, we read it, um, it, starts, it starts with a warning. You know, and I know I've just been talking about, uh, speaking about faith and love, all really positive, right? But Christianity is ultimately, it's, it's not an po- optimistic religion. It doesn't believe that people are ultimately good. Good, um, you know, that things will turn out okay in the end. As Paul says, he says it, um, while people are saying peace and safety, destruction will come on them suddenly as labour pains on the pregnant woman, and they will not escape. Again, Christianity is not, is ultimately not an optimistic religion. To live optimistically is just focused on the world that everything will work out or be okay without any certainties. He says in verse 1, Now, brothers and sisters, about times and dates, we do not need to write to you, um, for you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. It is heading towards destruction. Paul describes the day of the Lord like a pregnant woman experiencing labour pains, inevitable, like a thief in the night, unexpected. So inevitable and unexpected. So Christianity is not an optimistic religion, but it is a hopeful one. It turns the crucifixion and an ending into a way for us to be reconciled with God from death to life, from darkness to light. You know, Christ made a way there were, where there was no way. So when we look at impossible situations within our own lives, be, be that within, sometimes within our own families, in Christ being children of his light, he will lead us on our way with faith and love for each other and with Christ we will find a way. Yet, another sort of yet, yet hope by itself is not enough. 
If you just have hope beyond this world, it could lead to inaction, a disassociation with what's happening around us. You know, the world is going to pot, so what's the point of caring anyway? What's the point in seeking justice? Um, Bernie Grant uh, said this, he's one of the first UK black uh, MPs, said that certain things must remain constant and the struggle for racial justice is one of them. And the Christian faith resonates with this throughout the Bible, like here in Micah 6.8. He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Well, what's the point in reconciling a broken relationship? Christ is coming back soon. Uh, uh, my my mum uh, had spoken to my grandma, I think, once in the last 40 years. And my grandma passed away um, just before the summer, both regretting not being able to be reconciled with each other. And it's a journey that my mum is beginning still, is starting to take now with the rest of our family. And it's, for me, it's a really... It's a great endeavour. You know, how desperate are we, really, for reconciliation? You know, how desperate was it for God? It cost him his life. In talking about their, their future hope and recognising that they are under, under persecution, where death is close at hand, um, in verse 10, Paul is encouraging them that death is not the end for those who have died, that they will be with Christ. In verse 10 he says, He died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may live together with him. So also in talking about hope for these Christians, Paul is encouraging them to reconcile themselves, in some sense, with their own death. As for them, death is no stranger. As Christ reconciled himself with death, yet in the same way he overcame death their death will also be overcome in Christ. Um, I've been gradually getting to know this, uh, this guy at, um, at the Grenfell Silent March over the last year. He recently told me that, his, that both of his parents were committed Christians and that he remembers the moment it happened several years ago. I asked him what, what was the difference that he saw um, in his parents and he said, resilience. Resilience. And I thought, what, against the cold? They don't need a flu jab? I was expecting something like, I don't know, they were glowing or something. Well, maybe not that, but I was not res expecting resilience. So I asked what he meant by resilience, and he said that they were able to overcome every mountain that they faced, that they were, that they were more like foothills. You know, I've got a newfound respect for resilience. They are children of the light. So, so to become or to remain children of the light that are resilient, we must act in faith that is prompted by love for our world, our friendships, our families, and our, and our saving hope in Christ Jesus keeping us together no matter what we come across, even in the face of death itself. We live in the hope of the resurrection. Let's pray.
Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the hope that we have in you that spurs us on, that encourages us to act in faith and in love with one another and to our friends and to our families and to the world around us and in our communities that are struggling with all sorts. I thank you, Lord, that in those places you call us to be children of light. Amen.